came in this morning. And God reminded me, I don't know why, he reminded me that it was in the mid-1980s when I began to preach, when I had the call to, to preach. And I'm still doing it. But he also reminded me what a great privilege it is and what a great responsibility a person carries when he shares the word of God with people. You see, I'm, I'm standing here this morning speaking for you. Not for me. I'm speaking for you. God's given me that gift or the right to, to speak for you this morning. And I just pray that as we go through the message this morning, that there's something in it for you. I'm, 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 sure, I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is, because God wants to bless every single person in this place today. So thank you, Father. Thank you for your word. Thank you that your word reaches out. It's like a stream, and it touches, and it waters, and it helps growth in your children. And this morning, Father, I just pray that that would be the case, that you would just reach out and touch and help us to grow more into the kind of people that you want us to be. I've, I've called this living life from the inside out. And I hope that by the time we get through to the end, you know, we, we, we get the gist of what I'm trying to say or what God is saying to us this morning. Living life from the inside out. Lovely scripture on the, on the screen. Paul, this is part of Paul's prayer that's written down in his letter to the Ephesians. And he says, I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his arm in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down deeply into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high and how deep his love is. Alison and me, we'd been shopping one of the days last week and we'd come out of Sainsbury's, Wolverhampton, we're driving up the dual carriageway and uh, stopped at the traffic lights and there was this uh, big truck in the other lane just in front of us. And it was a, it was a beer truck. He was delivering beer. And it was hobgoblin beer. You've heard of hobgoblin beer, haven't you? Yeah. And he was, he was delivering hobgoblin beer. But what interested me was something that was written, a big logo that was written on the side of the truck. And it said this, it's what's on the inside that counts. And I thought, whoa, 
here's a beer firm carrying words of prophecy all around the West Midlands, you know, for people. But isn't it true? Isn't it true? It's what's on the inside of you and me that counts. It's what makes us tick. It what makes it, it's what makes us real people. It's what goes on in the inside that counts. And it prompted me to think of, uh, you know, of, of living life from the inside out. And we all live lives in one of two ways. Circumstances v. Certainties. And if you could have the next one up, please. Yeah. Picked this up the other day from a preacher. Picked this, and it really impressed me. Because this is how most of us live our lives. We live one of two ways. And this diagram shows three rings. The outer ring is the physical, which we would call the body. The second ring is which we would call the soul, and then the inner one is the spirit. So, you know, we are body, soul, and spirit. But you'll also notice that there are two arrows on there, and one is pointing from the outside in, and the other one is pointing from the inside out. Right, yeah. Listen to this, from out to in. This is, this is how life affects people. This is how it affects us when we live our lives from outside in. It's raining hard today. It's cold and I'm going to get wet and freeze when I go outside. And I don't want to do that. And it makes me feel grumpy. Sun's shining today. It looks nice outside. Oh, I'm looking forward to going outside today. I'm happy. But that's an outside view. And, you know, it can get far more serious if you think about it. The company I'm working for is struggling. They're losing money. They can't find work. There's a chance that one day I might be redundant. And I've experienced that a few times. And it affects me. And I begin to worry. And I begin to get anxious. And I begin to get scared and frightened. I've got to go to the doctors about a, a complaint. And I'm anxious about the outcome. Again, I'm letting the outside events work its way through my soul into my spirit and cause a negative effect. Get that? Yeah. These events, they begin from the outside and they affect how we feel in our deepest place. And they take away peace. They take away rest. And they give us anxiety. And stuff like this happens every day. 
and living out to it and living from out to in can be very harmful. Have you got that? I mean, it's, you know, it's important we get that, that living from out to, to in, letting outside circumstances happen to us, affect us on the inside. But there's another way to live, and that's living from the inside out, and that's totally, totally different. When you become a Christian, the Holy Spirit comes to live in you. Fact. I'm a Christian. Holy Spirit lives here in me. You're a Christian. That's where he lives. That's what the scriptures say. That's what I believe. And that's how it is. And he gives a new perspective on life. He gives a new perspective on how we see things. He teaches us to live the opposite way. He teaches us to live from the inside out so that what happens on the outside we can overcome by what's happening on the inside. Alison's got this um, little card on her bedside table which was given to her a long time ago by a lovely Christian named Margaret. And it says this, nothing's going to happen to me today that you and me can't handle together. Nothing's going to happen to me today that you and me can't handle together. So that's a good starting place. Starting the day with God. Starting on the inside with God. Starting to believe that I'm I'm, going to start living from the inside out. I belong to God. He bought me a great price because he loves me deeply. Start the day with that. That's a good start to know that who you belong to, I belong to God. He bought me a great price because he loves me deeply. I've got a God who's got big hands and he holds me in the palm of his hand. And no matter where I go in life, you know, he's got big, steady hands and he'll never drop me. I'm there, in the palm of his hand. And whatever happens today in my life, I'm being held by God in the palm of his hand. That's living from inside out the other way. And because of this and more, he's given me security, no matter what the world throws at me. Because I know that when I live my life from the inside out, knowing who I am, knowing my real identity, I'm living in a safe place, no matter what the world throws do you, do, you, do you believe that? Yeah, yeah. One or two of you do. Yeah, no, but, but, it, but, it, but it's true, isn't it? You know, I'm held by God and I'm living my life from the inside out. When I heard that, that, that or saw the preacher the other day doing that, 
Um, I thought, well, that's, that's brilliant. Archie Coates, his name is, is the pastor of uh, Holy Trinity Bromford. Look him up online, look him up on YouTube. Real resilience he was talking about. You'll, you'll see him talk about that, um, that particular chart. Impressed me, that did. Brilliant stuff, brilliant stuff. But I want to move on to the next part, the th- third slide. And th- th- these are some of the benefits. These are some of the benefits that when we live our lives from the inside out, God gives to us or God offers to us. There are more, but I just chose, just chose these three. And the first one I want to speak about is deep rest. Deep rest. Not just rest, but deep rest. You know, a firm rest, a real rest. This idea of putting this message together this morning came a couple of weeks before Christmas when we were in our journey group and we were praying together. And, and, and Vicky uh, prayed about someone having deep rest. I pray that that person will have deep rest in their life. Not just rest, but deep rest. To me, put that word in front and, it may, and, and to me, it means something even more. Deep rest. Bless you, mate. Deep rest. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find Rest. I could put deep rest. You will find deep rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. So they'll look at Jesus for a moment because Jesus said these words. And there's a passage in the scriptures where Jesus says, I am in the Father and the Father is in me. So that means to me, whatever Jesus does, the Father does. And whatever the Father does, Jesus does. They're both so intimately stuck together, if you like, that they're inseparable. I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. I look to what the Father says and do what the Father says. You know, you, you, you you get a sponge, and you get a bucket of water, and you put the sponge in the water... And then after a while, the water's in the sponge and the sponge is in the water. It's inseparable, yeah? And it's like that when we are filled or baptised with the Holy Spirit, yeah? I'm in the water, I'm in the sponge, I'm in the Spirit, and the Spirit is in me. Now, take this a little bit further, because Jesus also said, I am in you, and you are in me. So he invites the same relationship with each other, with you and me, that he has with his Father in heaven. You know. And then he says, take my yoke upon you. Most of us see a, a picture of a yoke that, that, that the, the oxen has around his neck and it's a, it's, it's a big heavy thing. But Jesus says different because my yoke is easy. And my yoke is light. 
If you were to speak to a rabbi back in Jesus' time, you could legitimately ask him what his yoke was. Because his yoke is his ministry. That, that, that's what a yoke is. It's, it's a ministry. It's, Jesus' yoke was Jesus' ministry. And he was saying to people, you know, I've got this yoke, you can wear it. I've got this ministry, you can have it. It's for you. I'll share it with you because you're in me and I am in you. Do you, do you, get, the, do you get the picture? Whoa, dear me. Yeah, and uh, so he invites you and me to wear this yoke, to wear this yoke, which is easy, it says. Now, I've just changed a few words in this, in this uh, sentence, and I've come up with this. Come to me, all of you who live your life from outside in. Practice my way of living, and you will, live to, and you will learn to live from the inside out. I'll, I'll do it again. I th think it's important to get this. Come to me, you who live your life from outside in, practice my way of living and you will learn to live from inside out because of me. When we were in lockdown, we had a preacher once come on, the, uh, on Zoom and his name was Jason Clark. I don't know whether many of you uh, remember him. Jason Clark is a good mate of Will's. And just recently, Jason, he used, to, he used to be pastor of Sutton Vineyard down in London Way. Um, but, but he's changed his job now and he's gone to work at Waverley Abbey. Well, on his last day at Sutton, he gave his farewell message, a speech. And he was talking about a lot of stuff that happened in his life. He was giving little testimonies. And one of the things that he said really impressed me, really impressed me because he says, this is where Jason goes in his quiet place. And he goes and he sits with Jesus in his quiet place. But this is the, the, the twist. When he sits with Jesus, it's as though he's sitting on the floor and he's sitting back to back with him. Yeah? Most of us would think about sitting side by side or him sitting in front. But Jason was sitting on the floor like that and Jesus was sitting like that. Yeah? They were sitting back to back and they were talking in his quiet time. And what I got from that was that Jason was leaning against his friend, his brother and his saviour. Leaning and resting Deep rest in with him. And one of the things that impressed me was that Jesus said to him, you can come back here any time you like. <laughs> hey, you can come back here any time you like and rest on me. That's not just for Jason. That's just for you and it's for me. What a thought. Deep rest. Let's just move on a little bit to the next one I've called Deep Peace. Tell me, is there anybody here this morning who wants peace? 
or peace of mind. Now, you keep your hands down because I, because I know. I, 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 I know that one of the things that we want or crave more than anything else is peace or peace of mind. Again, Scripture says, I am leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift that the world cannot give. The world can't give peace because the world is not at peace and the world can't find peace. Therefore, it cannot give what it hasn't got. And we've got millions of people in the world today who are looking for peace and they can't find it because they're looking for something in the world and the world cannot give it. The world cannot give peace. The world cannot give peace. Only God can give peace. I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart, and the peace and the peace I give is a gift that the world cannot give. I think Kevin mentioned before when he was leading worship about uh, about, about having about having peace, yeah, and and and, and he mentioned something like that the, the the world is an enemy to God because. And because it's an enemy to God, there's no peace with God. The only place you can find peace with God is when you come to Jesus and accept him as your saviour and friend through what he did on Calvary. That's when you get peace with God. But it doesn't stop there because peace with God brings the peace of God. Yeah? And you can't get the peace of God until you make peace with God. Only God can give real deep peace. So, here's a little thought for you. Why not drop your buckets deep down into that well of peace that God has got there? Drop your buckets in and draw out real deep peace. Because it's for you. You know, it's, you know, it doesn't want to be lying at the bottom of a well. It wants to be working in your heart, your mind and your soul. Coming up to the last one. So we thought about deep peace. We thought about deep rest. And now the last one is deep healing. Deep healing. We we heard a fantastic story last week about about Matt when he was uh, when he was healed in the physical. Amazing, amazing story. But I believe, or although how amazing it is to be healed in the physical, to me it's far more important to be healed on the inside. But just as He who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it's written, Be holy, for I am holy. 
If I were to ask you what you thought about the word holy, I wonder what you'd say. I know what the world would say. The world would say something like this. Holy is squeaky clean. Holy is perfect without spot or blemish. Holy is doing the right thing at the right time. All the t- Holy is being pious. You know, that, that, that's, that's how the world would be holy. And if you were to look at the world and say, I am holy, they'd look at you and, 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 and they'd laugh. But that's not how holiness translates in the word. The word, uh, the, the, the Greek word for holy is the word hagios, H-A-G-I-O-S. And it means set apart. It means different. Different from the world because in essence, I want to be like God. Yeah? Yeah? So th- that's what holiness means. It means wanting to be like, I want you to be different to the world and wanting to be like God. I want to be holy. I want to be like God in the things that I say and the things that I do. I want to be, I want to be set apart from the world in what I do. And I want people to, to notice that. Another way of looking at holiness is using the word, and quite legitimately you can say it, it's using the word wholesomeness. Because that's what holy means. It's talking about being wholesome. Being wholesome in mind, body and spirit. And when we experience that, we begin to experience deep healing within. When we were um, worshipping at the old Junction 10 church, just off the motorway, Years ago, um, I had a, a, a biopsy on my prostate and I found that I got, uh, well, they told me that I got cancer cells on, on my prostate. So I'm thinking, prostate cancer. For a few days after that, I was walking around in a complete daze. I was scared, I was worried, didn't know where to look, didn't know what to do. You know, it, it, just the initial thing that happened. And I remember us going to Junction 10 one Thursday night to one of the Bible studies that were there. And we just, just walked through the door and John Price comes up to me. And he said, I've just heard your news. And I said, yeah. He said, come with me. So he took me out of the church into the other room, other room, sat me down, and he said, I'm going to pray with you. And as he prayed, something happened. <laughs> now, I, I can't explain what it was, whether it was a jolt or a push or... I, I, I don't know. But as he was praying against this cancer in my prostate, something happened. And I knew that God had done something there. I just knew it. But I want to say that over the years, and that that was war going way back, how many? 13 years. I'm still here. Still being monitored for prostate stuff but it's been held in check, you know. 
and I, I'll put that down to what happened that night at Junction 10 when, God prayed, when, when John prayed and God did something. But I've been thinking over the years as a Christian and, and, as, a, and as, a, as a minister of his word that no, no matter how many times we get healed on the outside, it's far more important, I believe, to be healed on the inside. To have deep healing on the inside and begin to learn to live the kind of lives from inside out. There are, there are quite a few that you know, I thought about, but I wanted to share those three, three with you that we can have when we live our lives from the inside out, deep rest, deep peace. Alison was uh, with a friend just a few weeks ago, a few days ago. She went for a coffee with, and she, she, we hadn't met Sue for a, for a long time. She used to work with her. And Alice says when she came back that there are times in Sue's life when things get out of hand. And, you know, there, there are so many thoughts and things going through her mind that it's, you know, she's getting no peace through it. Live that's living from inside, from outside in. But this morning, I wish you, every single one of you this morning, deep rest from inside out. Deep peace from inside out. And deep healing from inside out. I'm going to close now with just one more thing and then Kev can, uh, and the worship team can, can conclude, can finish off. I'll never, ever tire of, saying, of sharing this story with people. And it's from one of my favourite stories, The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. And it's when the f- four children go into this country, Narnia, all together. You know from the story that one of the boys went in, one of the girl, little girl went in first, came back, the boy went in second, came back, and then the four of them all went in together. And they were standing on the edge of Narnia. You also know that C.S. Lewis was a Christian, and there are a lot of Christian connotations in the book, if you read it, and if you pick them up. And they just got into the edge, right on the edge of Narnia. And they were looking around. This little bird comes flying across. And one of the little girls says, I think that bird wants us to follow. So they followed this bird a little bit further in. So they were moving from the edge and they were moving further in. And then they got to this thicket, this wood, and, and, and she said, I think there's something in that thicket. And lo and behold, it was a, a talking beaver, as, as you know, the, the natural thing in Narnia. And this talking beaver looked at them and said, and I think C.S. Lewis put this in to make a point. He says, come in, come further in. And they came further in. 
And then they went even further. And their experience, because of going in farther, further, grew. And I think God's saying that to us this morning. If you're on the edge, come further in. Do some exploring. See how good I am. See what I can give to you today. I can give you deep rest, deep peace and deep healing. Thank you, Father, for your word to us this morning. It, it just speaks for itself. And I, I just pray that uh, if there's been something that you've said today, which would, uh, I, don't, I don't know, just help us to get further in, then we look forward to that. Bless everyone under the sound of uh, your word this morning, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.